1: Welcome to the Sherlock's Team Podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Laura Black, Becky Hull and Heather Steele. Hi, everyone.
2: Hello. Hello. How are you all doing? Good. The sun is shining. Do you know what? My mood is so improved with this weather. Although it's not super warm, it's the nicest feeling being able to actually get out comfortably and just feel so much happier in this.
3: Yeah, couldn't agree more, Becky. It puts a spring in your step. Beautiful. It, it doesn't
1: look that warm though. Like I know it is nice in the sun, but the rest of the week is still like 13. For, like yeah. where's the 18? You know. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah, it kind 18.
2: of. It kind of makes you. It t- takes you out in false pretences, doesn't it? And especially as we're only allowed outside in the evenings. Like I'm seeing someone Wednesday night, and already I'm thinking, Oh my God, it's going to be like three degrees. But <gasps> it's just I don't know. I've got a real spring in my step with the sunshine. Baby steps, people, we're getting there. Exactly. Yeah, we are getting there. On
3: um, Saturday night, I was lying in bed and I could hear all these people laughing and the music playing. And I think probably a couple of years ago, I would have been a bit frustrated, but it was just such a lovely sound. Yeah. Just lying there, soaking it in and people
1: having a good time. We walked down to Portobello on Saturday and it was... Something I hadn't realised that had been missing over the past few months is smells from restaurants. And obviously people have been, I mean, good smells, positive smells, scents from restaurants. You know, people have obviously, um, you know, been carrying on with takeaways. But it was so, it was like powerful everywhere you walk past, either smell of grilling or frying or cooking. And it was just like, oh my God, it's life again. It was just the best feeling.
2: Mm, it is it's the smell of life isn't it oh my god we've yeah. all come back to <laughs> life Smell of life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so dramatic but so true what have you guys been up to did you make the most of the fact that we could go out again last week laura have you hit any restaurants yet
3: yeah i went to the domes at somerset house for Ooh, nice. last week with yeah with a group of girlfriends and i've got to admit on the day that It was happening. I woke up, I was really tired. It was really cold. (laughs) I literally couldn't think of anything. I wanted to do less and I got there and it was just the best tonic. I left full of laughter and food that I hadn't cooked. And it was just (laughs) amazing. I absolutely loved it. And it was so beautiful down there. Um, I highly
1: recommend. (laughs) So So nice. Becky, have you been out yet?
2: Oh, do you know what? I am one of, in. I'm in the camp that didn't book anything naively thinking I'd get into anywhere. And I'm not joking you, all the pubs around here, Heather, I'm sure you're the same. We're slightly, we're about sort of 15 minutes apart, but... I'm in the countryside a bit more and I thought I could just rock up to one of the pubs like the bull in Ditchling. Is I, I knew you were going to a... say the bull. Oh then, my for some god reason. It's, it's been heaving we've not been able to get anywhere so I sort of feel like I'm still quite trapped inside but I have now lined a few things up for for May <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> Bring on
1: May. <laughs> but,
2: but yeah other than that but I do also keep forgetting you can see people in your garden so actually that's mm. kind of what we've been making yeah, take most that. of. Yeah Yeah exactly when you can't get a reservation don't forget you can
1: bring the drinks outside when you're not used to doing something it feels really naughty doesn't it yeah. so when we, they
2: start making
3: loads of noise I feel like I need to go shh don't don't yeah don't. Like, oh no <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, it's fine okay. it's legal
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I actually wore myself out a bit last week I was too busy so, um you look
4: like you were definitely in the organized like oh yeah things will definitely reopen on that date camp because I think I just yes, thought that yes, wouldn't, I was. so I didn't bother
1: <laughs> yeah no I have it's not not a huge amount I'd only booked sh- I booked dinner out on Monday night and like the first night out and Sunday and then I had various other bits and bobs that kind of cropped up. But God, just just life again. Like, just been amazing to go out. But but the thing is also it's so funny how you you forget how irritated you get by all of those things as well. Like I went to get my nails done on Friday and they kept me waiting for half an hour and I got so irritated and I was like for god's sake this doesn't happen if I just you know it would have been done by now if I did it at home and then again we tried to get a table at Granger and Co at lunchtime and it was an hour and a half waiting oh for goodness sake you know you forget it's so easy to slip back into being so irate with all the things that you really missed and really enjoyed so pros and (laughs) cons to everything I think I think I'll be um I'll be going out less still I think than I did pre-lockdown, mm. pre-corona.
2: It is a really yeah, funny nice thing, isn't it? I think it's gonna take a while. Um, But we were talking to Sherry, who's also on the team, and she said she went out and got I co- got cold because she got so cold out. The next day she ended up yeah. going down with something. So it's like, yeah. God, we're all such a mess. <laughs> I
1: mean, since, since I had COVID, since I had COVID last March, my immune system has been the best it has ever been. I mean, obviously after that hideous recovery. I mean, it's been, I've been the wet touch touched wood. I've been the wellest I've ever been because, well, for obvious Charlotte, reasons. Charlotte, I don't so, yeah, think Yeah, I'm that's not quite prepared to go back to my.
3: I think it's because you haven't. No, I know it's not my music. It's like,
1: Exactly. That's exactly my point. So I'm saying, you know, it's, it's had a chance to recover, but I'm a bit nervous for it um, once I start, start taking that uh, rush hour uh, train again. I'm not looking forward to that. What has everybody been watching, listening to? I'm hoping someone's going to be able to talk about promising young women with me. Heather, yeah. I'm banking on you. Yes.
4: I reviewed it for SL, so I managed to watch it a couple of days before it It came out on Sky Cinema. And I was desperate to talk to somebody about it, because obviously it hadn't come out yet, so Mm -hmm. hi Charlotte, let's talk. (laughs) Woohoo! Let's chat!
2: Intrigued to hear, because I watched a trailer, and it's something I really want to watch, but the trailer makes it look a bit cringe, I thought. So I cannot wait to hear a full breakdown,
1: guys. It's, no. it's definitely not cringe. Um, so we should, so we should say for those who don't know, um, it is written and directed by Emerald Fennell. I think Georgie touched on that last week and said that she was looking forward to it. So we won't give you her background again. But it's starring Kerry Mulligan. Yeah, this doesn't
4: give too much away because it is why the film exists, but yeah, there's Cassie, the main character, and her friend was raped while they were at college and now she spends her days kind of getting revenge by going out at night, dressing up and pretending to be really, really drunk so that when these really nice guys come over to help and then offer to take her home and they inevitably end up at these blokes' apartments, she then sort of reveals that she isn't drunk and some sort of revenge is meted out.
1: The context of that rape as well is the kind of lad culture that everybody's so familiar with, you know, in universities and everywhere else. In in this fictional story, it happened whilst they were at medical school, um, but it wasn't, you know, it was one of those circumstances in which the guys have a kind of, in inverted commas, defence because the girl was really drunk and she seemed really up for it and she was wearing a short skirt, so it's what has kind of traditionally through the male gaze been considered as a gray area what has what women have always known to be rape and it is an exploration of that of the culture that leads to that and yeah a kind of juicy revenge story after an incident like that right
4: yeah that's exactly it and becky i know you said it it looked really cringe but I, i basically have to watch it but there's a lot of like The choice of music and the color palette and other things, it it kind of starts off being very sort of OTT, and you're kind of like, oh, what's Mm. all this about? I thought this was, you know, a serious film about like rape culture. What's going on? I think think that was all of those things are very deliberate, and it all kind of builds up to this ending that I certainly didn't see coming. Where I don't know, it just kind of massive weights the ending when all these different things are going on and it's assaulting your eyes, sort of, and then you're like, oh shit, interesting.
1: There's a point at which I'd say about halfway through, you're a bit like, "Hmm, I'm not really sure where this is going. Like, you know, we get all that stuff from the trailer where we know she kind of, you know, catfishes these guys and pretends she's super drunk and kind of, you've seen all of that. And then she, something else kind of develops a bit and you're not really sure what the point is. And then I'd say the last half an hour is explosive. It plays on those bits again that you find cringe, Becky, because... There's lots of kind of conventional rom com tropes kind of throughout, yeah. and it plays yeah. a lot on that. And then it just kind of burns it all down at the end. I think and that's what's what so genius say. about
2: it. Yeah, because obviously I haven't seen it, I've only seen the trailer. But when I watched the trailer, I thought, God, this is so like gaudy and quite um, just not what I expected from yeah. what I've heard. So, but I'm 100% going to watch it because I've heard such good things. Um, but also, what's Carrie Mulligan like in it? I yeah. feel like I've not seen her in something for
4: ages. Yeah, she's brilliant in it. I mean, she's been nominated for an Oscar for it. And it's quite funny because like when the film came out in the States last year, this critic for Variety was like, oh, she's not sexy enough for the role. And like Margaret Robbie is one of the producers on the film. And he was like, she definitely should have played the character like Carrie Mulligan can't be sexy and was like, oh, you know, when she's dressing up for a night out, she just looks like she's in bad drag. And he got like really criticised for that by Carrie Mulligan herself as well so i think a lot of, but people... also like that's the whole
1: sorry <laughs> that's the whole point of the whole point of this film is that men are just tosses exactly. to exactly. come out and say that it's ridiculous well quite well, someone quite. clearly missed the point there didn't they well
4: exactly
1: but yeah so
4: anyway i think all blokes should watch it to be honest because it is well um... so this is
1: Eye opening. Yeah, I was chatting to um, to Polly about it yesterday because her husband's um, like a real movie buff and I had put a thing on Instagram saying that I thought it was brilliant and he- him and I were chatting and he said he thought it was like completely brilliant and loved it and I think most guys obviously not to the extent that's shown in the film but most men are guilty you know completely probably even unwittingly of a lot of the behaviour that is highlighted in this film but i think it, yeah there's a lot of uncomfortable home truths
4: i think so and i think where the film is really clever is that all these nice guys are played by sort of naughty's teen guys like there's like seth from the oc's yeah, one sure and that. then uh, McLovin from super bad like all these people <laughs> who've played like traditional nice guys in films and series mm. of the past and now these sort
1: of Ooh, ooh, I'm not sure about that guy which I thought was really clever because yeah. you were just like all of that Heather again nods to Becky what you were saying you know yeah. about those kind of it, it's kind of perverting all of these rom-com norms it's such a good watch like it is. really, I really every, want to watch everybody it. should watch it
4: I really want to watch it again which I don't always Mm. say straight away having seen a film but like I'm really like yes I want to watch it again like immediately. Totally You've sold it to me hundred percent.
2: Yeah, sign me up. Also so I was just going to say I think it's quite timely isn't it at the moment Mm. I think a lot of people have started to sort of reflect on that topic particularly with things that have gone on so far this year so it's a very timely watch for sure. Anyone else been watching anything good? I had a real binge of the new TV show Too Close on ITV? Yeah, Have we discussed that? it Because
4: you messaged me about it the other day and I was like, what's that? But it's, <laughs> I knew it would be some sort of gory death drama.
2: Well, <laughs> it's, it's actually <laughs> bear with me guys. It's actually more of a psychological show and it's got Emily Watson and Denise Goff in. Emily Watson's a forensic psychiatrist and Denise Goff is her patient. Um, it's only three episodes. You can watch it on ITV Hub and it is really, really harrowing. I think It's not the kind of thing i say you have to be in the mood for, it's not really, you don't feel really depressed afterwards, but basically a really terrible incident happens at the beginning with Denise Goff, and she kind of unpicks it with Emily Watson as to why it happened, but I have to say the acting between the two of them is, like, phenomenal. For for ITV, you know, a drama that was quite sort of unexpected, it's just such strong female acting, and uh, it's really sad, but it premise of the story without giving too much away is it kind of shows, and what I found so fascinating is it shows what all of us really are capable of in the right sort of traumatic situations and with the wrong medication. Um, And I think it's just that that's the kind of fascinating thing that underpins the whole story. And you kind of come away from it thinking like, oh my God, what is the brain capable of? And it's all about how things play tricks on Denise Gough and... And above all, it's just very, very sad and you feel real empathy for both characters, but it's so worth watching because there is a few twists and turns. um, But it has a kind of ending as well that I feel is quite realistic. You don't come away and think, oh, but you come away and you feel like that is exactly what would happen. So it's quite a, a realistic story. Of a forensic psychiatrist and her patient. That does sound good. Good. That's it from that's me.
1: Great. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds well worth a watch. Speaking of things to watch, I wanted to move on and talk about um, the theatre. We wrote a feature on sixteen top theatre shows to book now. These are um, shows either that were on pre-COVID and obviously have been cancelled, or newcomers um, to the West End scene. And I wanted to know if you guys have booked anything, what you would recommend, um, or what you just really want to go and see. Laura, I'll start with you. Is there anything on this list?
3: Well, I was super excited to see that Pretty Woman is coming (laughs) to the stage. Hello, that's right on my street. I love a musical. Um, (laughs) And Frozen and Cinderella, my children, are obsessed with both the films and I think would love them both and I feel sad that I haven't been able to take them to anything yet because Aww. it's been shut for so long so yeah those two are definitely on my list but no I haven't booked anything yet.
4: Cinderella is the new Andrew Lloyd Webber one as well so you know it's going to be good it's, like, gonna it's be, not going to yeah. be like a sort of panto-esque kind of thing. I think
1: It's a retelling like it's a, t- a yeah. twist on the story isn't it yeah, yeah. Like yeah like a it's a not an exact interpe-
4: he's written it Weird.
1: Emerald fennel. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Of of promising young woman fame. There we go. Um, oh, it'll definitely be good in that case. Mm. It'll definitely be good. Um, Heather, what what do you recommend from this list as well? What do you think if people haven't bought tickets for anything at all yet? What what is the hottest ticket in town apart I from Cinderella?
4: Really- I'm really excited about Amelie the Musical, because mm. I absolutely love the film. It was one of my favourites when I was sort of in my late teens, early 20s. Um, and it did really, really well on tours and things and was like a complete sellout before it's landed over here. So I think that one's going to be really good. Frozen is the big one to get if you really love it. Okay. I've never seen the film, but I know everyone is.
1: <gasps> Heather, yeah. you have to watch um, frozen it. Come on, you have to watch Frozen.
4: Like you have to have have seen it.
1: (laughs) No, it's just like part of the modern canon.
4: I know, I know the song. I'd probably sing all the words to that just because it's on all the time, regardless of where you are. (laughs) But what I was going to say is that so the people who wrote Let It Go have written a lot of the songs for this. So I do think it'll be... uh, Okay. Be very good, uh, and also I've seen everybody's talking about Jamie before. It's had oh, a few different you want to see it. It's so good. Like I saw it when it first came out and didn't have any expectations, and I still like sing some of the songs in my head, having only heard them once. And I think that's a sign of an I love music. that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's brilliant. I know you've seen Come From Away, but yeah, I still haven't seen it, but really would like to oh, watch it. Have you see, has Absolutely. anybody seen Six? I haven't but my friend who loves musicals saw it when it was still quite small and said it's absolutely amazing
1: so I'm quite keen to see that one yeah my friend one of my best friend's sisters um was at Cambridge um and two of her really close friends are the writers of six and so you'll be discussed. they're like 25 and they wrote it when they were at Cambridge and it was just like a small whatever Footlights production or something which is now yeah uh, an international musical which is (laughs) yeah if people don't know it's (laughs) about Henry VIII's
4: wives but sort of as pop princesses rather than
1: sort of beheaded queens and stuff yeah it's a sassy take on Henry VIII's wives isn't it but the um, other one
4: I'd say uh, Back to the Future The musical Starts in August And that looks insane If anyone loves the film Like I think the stuff that Just even by looking At the production shots It looks really cool
1: Becky Anything to recommend? Or oh, do you know what? Or I, anything on I, your list? I yeah I was going to say I've not actually
2: been to the theatre Since I was like a child How bad is that? I I just haven't mm. Well it's not bad I just haven't And it's odd Because I used to work Right by the theatres In Piccadilly But yeah I've not been But I must admit I agree with Heather I love the film Amelie so I would say that if there was one off this list it would definitely be that I've also you know, listened- I was listening to Elaine
3: Page on Sunday uh, oh, nice. showing cool. show my cr- <laughs> cool credentials here and she was saying that the name Amelie has gone to
1: it's gone to number one or something because of the release of this Oh, is um, that my... why?
4: Because I have, I have seen a very it close... up the list. But I didn't realize. I've got a very
1: close friend with it with an Amelie. I think it's gorgeous. Oh, it's it. gorgeous. Um, yeah. What is Amelie even about? I know I saw it but I can't remember at all.
4: So it is about this yeah, woman called Amelie who basically lives in her own little dream world and you know, she hasn't really got any friends and a tragic sort of family past, but she's kind of just endlessly positive about absolutely everything and just sets about creating random acts of kindness among other people's lives and it's just it, there's not much by the way of plot but it's just a very uplifting beautifully <laughs> yeah. acted film with an incredible soundtrack yeah. and it's all set in paris which is
1: just yeah. why i really gorgeous. like it it's gorgeous yeah. <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous i can imagine it being um, brought wh- to life on stage you know yeah really really beautiful. Beautiful. I will, um, I will give a shout out. You touched on it before, Heather, but um, to come from away, which I've talked about on the podcast before, so I won't bang on about it, but I think it's almost better than Hamilton. It's amazing.
4: I'd love to see it. Yeah. Also, like, hairspray's so, so coming back.
1: Like, that's the most beautiful out there. Love my- hairspray. Oh, I Michael love Ball's the back
4: soundtrack as well. So Michael Ball's back! I
1: saw Michael Ball back. in Hairspray about 15 years ago. Well,
4: <laughs> quite. he won many awards at the time, he's back hmm. as Edna, so I think, yeah, I think I, if there was actually one on this list, that's it. Because we all need a bit of joy after all this, don't we? Yeah, yeah that would... true. Good Morning Baltimore blasting out straight away. Yeah. Be right there. Although.
1: Although I I'd always actually take the film version because a bit of Zach Ephron is, is always oh, my preference. 100%. Speaking of cultural events, Heather, you wrote a roundup of the best food festivals across the UK this summer. This is my kind of festival, FYI. Yeah. You won't see me at Glastonbury anytime soon, but I would hit yeah. food festivals. So can you can you just chat us through what they are, how they're working with COVID and Perhaps. which ones we should book?
4: Absolutely. Can I also just say it's been so nice being able to write about my normal topics this month about things to do and go and see and try. Like it's so nice to having basically Mm, had a year off. Yeah, no, food festivals. They're basically kind of like normal festivals now. You can camp at loads of them. They often have like music and live entertainment as well. But if you're mainly, you know, all about the food when you go to any of these sorts of events, they're definitely the ones to go to. So in London there's Taste of London, which is got on for ages now and they're sort of a series of one day things you can go to and you basically just get given these tokens and loads of amazing chefs have got chef demos or you know their own stalls and places so traditionally it's been a place where you could go and try like the hero dish from these like epic restaurants in miniature form and just sort of taste your way around the london food scene i suppose is a
1: good way of describing Mm. it so who can you expect to see there this year
4: so they haven't actually announced it yet for this oh, one. So that's not <laughs> yeah, very annoying when I was writing it up. But no, tickets go on sale next Wednesday, the 28th. And I think that's when they're going to announce exactly who we can expect okay. to see. Uh, it's taking uh, taking place in July this year over a couple of weekends. Um, but then, yeah, people are being a bit more like innovative this year. So um, Tom Kerridge has created the Alfresco Theatre Drive-In, where he's kind of obviously combining outdoor cinema which I think will be a massive thing again this year you know as it was last year but I think people are trying to take it up a notch so this is yeah a drive-in cinema but it's got food from yeah like Rick Stein, Tom Kerridge, Oof, Paul yes. Ainsworth, Jason Atherton, Atul Kotcher. and basically they've created a own sort of Menu, so you just choose like which menu you'd like, and then that's what you get while you watch a film. And I think they're doing live comedy and music as well, so it's not just a drive-in Sorry, cinema. Sorry, but that Ooh. sounds
3: phenomenal. Like, how does it work? Do you have to so do? you have to book and buy? A yeah, ticket? you have to
4: book, Yeah, you have to buy your ticket, and I think that's when you kind of select whether you want Tom Kerridge's smoked Applewood cheeseburger <laughs> or whether you want uh, Jason's picnic box, for example. Oh, that is so But they've got good. quite I a few that. dates. So in like Tunbridge Wells, Bath, Henley, Warwick, St Albans and West London. So there's a few different Mm. places that are doing it. But I think that sounds really good. Not necessarily ones for veggies, but Meatopia usually takes place every September at Tobacco Dock. And if you're into any sort of barbecue food, it's the place to go. It's like usually, I don't know what they can do this year, but they get loads of if US chefs come over and you can just like... Eat loads of amazing food so that's a big one. Heather I, I've been
1: meaning to go to Meetopia for years I'm gonna get tickets this year. You and go. should
4: yeah definitely mm. I think yeah it, it'll be really good I think anything this year will be really good won't it because it'll mm. just be so nice yeah. to get out and about these are the kind of things I really look forward to.
2: Like, uh, everyone's kind of excited for all sorts of things, but this really speaks to me a different level because it's outside anyway. It's just fun. Yeah. there would be such a good atmosphere. Mm. I think the, Do- what about the Dorset Food Festival one, Heather? That sounds incredible. It's a yes,
4: beautiful, Yum. that one. So that's in Weymouth, but yeah, it's sponsored by Nightimber as well, oh, which is a yeah. dream. Ooh, but yeah, they've moved it back to September this year, just, I guess, to hope that it really does happen but um yeah I mean it's just yeah seafood on the coast with lots of like sparkling wine and the usual chef demos and street food stuff but yeah I think yeah if you were looking for a staycation around that time I don't think you you know you should definitely book around there because it'd be really lovely and then there's Moulton as well which is up in Yorkshire which is a similar thing at the end of August and that'll have Tommy Banks who's the guy behind you know The Black Swan at Oldstead is on Great British Menu and Saturday Kitchen all the time. So, yeah, they'll have some really nice stuff. So, yeah, it's not all London-centric, essentially. There's stuff going on across
1: the country. Laura, the Moulton one, is that what um, Alice Naylor-Leyland's husband does?
3: Oh, yes, that is... is, I think it is. I bet it is. Exactly.
1: Tom we'll and Moulton Tom, is his Insta handle. Tom Inst- and Moulton, that's the clue. Well, there we go.
4: Another no, reason no, no. to go then. It'll probably look very Exactly. <laughs> I was
1: going to say, I'm sure it would be incredibly chic in that case. Okay, well, if you um, are interested in going to a food festival this summer, I mean, who wouldn't be? Then uh, do have a look at the feature on the site. We should also say we ran a feature on the music festivals that are going ahead this summer. Finish by talking about fashion we wrote a feature on the prairie pieces that we're loving right now i I have a feeling there's some fans of this look (laughs) on this podcast um this is everything from big billowing dresses to puff sleeve blouses to peasant style skirts i mean if we thought prairie mania had taken off last summer the summer before um it's 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 even stronger now i'd say yeah, well, it must have been. Obviously, it wasn't last summer, was it? Laura, it's right up your street. It's right up my street.
3: It's all my favourite designers making all my favourite pieces. Um, yeah, so <laughs> horror vacui. Is that how you say her name? Is it Luke von Sieger? Mm-hmm. I just everything they do at the moment just. Oh draws me right in um yeah love it pretty Mm -hmm. feminine perfect for summer like a billowy dress I just it is literally made for me the only thing that I would say for me that I would be a bit careful about is there's quite a lot of ruching and I think if you've got a big boob then you just need to be careful about that ruching across your boobs
1: um but other than that ticks every single box agreed Uh, uh, I suppose the antidote to that is a lot of square necklines, which I think look great with big boobs, so that's that's what to go for if not. Do you have any tips for making these really prairie pieces feel kind of not too girly?
4: Oh I don't know if I do it consciously but I think I just I don't ever really wear heels or anything like that so I think that automatically kind of dresses it down or like at the moment I'm wearing a lot of sort of knitted vests over the tops of these dresses so I guess that kind of adds an element of blokiness to a degree you've got a great um, collection of meadows haven't you I have um, also yeah I've never bought one full price because there always seemed to be a sale on somewhere I have actually bought one it arrived yesterday that happened to be in this piece when it went like yesterday (laughs) well i'm gonna have to send it back because the one thing i'd say about meadows i love all of it but they're not really designed for short asses like me. And I just don't know if I can afford to get mm. all of them taken up. Cause mm. you know, that massive one where I got called royalty on the show, that oh. one's really <laughs> yeah. wide and really long. But I think cause it's so big and wide, you can kind of get away with it. Or I, I feel like I can get away with it sort of almost dragging along on the floor. Whereas this one is definitely mm. more of a nice summer day dress. And yeah, I mean, it's about five inches too long for me. So actually I'm looking, It's not actually on here Uh, it's that Lupin top Joplin floral blouse version we've got in here but they've got a dress version but it's it's very uh sort of straight down the line it's not sort of cinched in anywhere but yeah it's just very long so I don't know I'm gonna see I'm toying with whether to keep it or not because I love the pattern I think it's gorgeous and i got a good price for it but if I have to spend however much getting it taken up
1: could be problematic. Becky, you're definitely also partial to to a floaty floral number.
2: I love me a floaty floral number. I was just actually shopping the whole feature while we were all talking. I love the square necks more. <laughs> I feel like a round neck actually does nothing for me. The round neck ones tend to, I feel like I'm at school. I know that sounds stupid. I feel like I look I'm at school in a floral round neck, but I think it's because I'm shorter and it tends to just swamp me. But I do like the, mm. this trend for the kind of square necks that feel a bit more modern and a bit, they, they suit petite people quite well, I think. So yeah, big fan. I love the Reformation dresses. I think they're beautiful, and I also love the Free People option on here. It's called the Dahlia maxi dress. It's like a yellow tone. But that is a yeah, that's gorgeous. It. I love love that. If you want to just have a
3: nod to the trend, just with a blouse. If a, if a dress feels too much, and um, just so mm-hmm. the the pretty prairie blouses are everywhere on the high street and a bit more high end.
1: So. I think everybody. And even with a collar, you could just buy yeah. one of the, those big oversized collars and yeah, transform all of your existing pieces into something that looks a bit more prairie-esque, couldn't you? Um, I think we should also just give a shout out to Serafina, who have been around for, for you know, a while, but my God, their dresses are incredible right now, aren't they, Laura?
3: Oh my God, it's been winking at me, that pink dress, for just... <laughs> gorgeous that oh it's so so pretty and I think the length I think is good if you are um if you're a little bit smaller like me I think um that they're good too so yeah gorgeous absolutely gorgeous yeah
1: it's a really clever collection that sort of if you kind of have more traditional style, you'll love them, but actually they feel really fashion forward as well. So totally, definitely the place to go, I think, now. All right, well, uh, no doubt there'll be plenty <laughs> more floral, prairie style fashion um, to come on Lux over the coming months. So do have a look um, at this feature um, to shop it now. Uh, I think that's just about it for today. If you have any feedback at all, please do email podcast at sheerlux.com. We love hearing from you. Don't forget also to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Bye-bye.